Outerboro Trash Podcast number 10. We made it to our 10th episode. Welcome, welcome. Ari, what's up? I'm Mo. What's up, Mo? Yeah, we're famous now. We're 10 episodes <laughs> in. It feels great, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, we're testing out a video today. That's right. Um, we got three cameras, three iPhone, iPhones uh, propped up in this room right now. Yeah, we've got a makeshift setup for sure. If, if you could see this, you'd probably think, wow, these guys are bums. But I'm telling you, it looks pretty good. We, yeah. we, are, we MacGyvered this shit. This is the next step in our evolution. We're sitting here. I'm wearing my uh, my new hat, trying to cover up my uh, my head. We're both wearing mascots. That's right. Mascots sponsor us. We uh, <laughs> we bought some fancy glasses, and we look like some douchebags wearing them inside, but I feel good on the inside, man. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a million bucks. Yeah, this is uh, so you can't see my the shame in my eyes. But you've been wearing mascots for a while now, and a lot of our friends, including me, decided to buy a pair. Mine's on its way. How do you feel? How do you feel that all your friends are biting your style? <laughs> you know, it's kind of funny. I, uh, I've, I've, yeah, I like mascots. They don't sponsor me, but uh, you know, if you're listening out there, hit your boy up. Bought a lot of your glasses, and yeah, the friends, you know, what happens is I, I've lent some of these pairs out, and people love them, and now everyone's buying them, and a bunch of biters, all of you, you're a bunch of biters, we are. but we are. you know what, fuck it, it's, it's a, uh, they sell it to thousands of people worldwide, you just know, so happens to be that we look really good wearing them, you know? You know, like, ever since you started wearing these uh, tinted shades, I always thought it looked great, and accessories are one of the best ways to up your style. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, like glasses and um, watches, everyone everyone loves them. Uh, bracelets, necklaces. So I think mascots are great because it's bold. Because not everyone does it, in Queens especially. And yeah. uh, it really takes your style to the next level. It looks great, especially these tinted ones. You know, you can kind of see your eyes, but, like, you don't look like a giant douchebag. I probably do, but, like, you know, <laughs> no, you got a, you got a great outfit on. You, you definitely got a... You look like you could go anywhere with that outfit, and people would think you're, like, some famous dude or some, some somebody in the arts. There's <laughs> only the guy who sells cocaine. What are the other? It's like you got a weird hybrid hybrid thing going on, but it fits well. It's yeah. a good look. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, man. Also got the hat on because, uh, you know, like, like we talked about last week i went to turkey got hair transplants and you know it's coming along pretty nicely i don't know if you could see that yeah actually i was gonna say we're, we're doing a recurring segment now this is hair update number two mo's hair update and yeah. i'm looking at it now we also got the Bro, video filming yeah. so folks will see it later on but it's coming together man yeah, yeah i i'm seeing the hair come in looks like i got a like a buzz cut how right? does it yeah it looks like you you got a buzz cut um it, i mean how does it feel top of my head still feels like leather Ooh, um, okay. The scabby? scabs, well, no, the scabs, dude. It was like I was shedding like crazy all the scabs this week. Oh, shit, but the scabs are coming off. Um, I can start like lightly jogging. I can start. Um, That's good. Bicycling and stuff like that. I do want to start working out because I think I'm getting fat, but it might just be in my head. But I am uh, starting to wear hats now. Uh, one of these accessories, uh, man. Accessories are great. Yeah, the, one of these like fedora type things, and you know fedoras, it's a uh, it's a tough one because like you can look like you know like super cringy, like well, you know, yeah, you can either look really cool or you can look like the Undertaker. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's two ways. There's two ways to rock the fedora. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I'm gonna go into the store buy some more fedoras. Let's see, let's see what to do. Um, yeah, I mean, don't sleep on other kinds of hats too. There's bucket hats, dad hats. You know, there's dad hats. There's caps. 
It's like a lot of brown guys wear dad hats, and then like they immediately start looking like uncles. <laughs> yeah, you got You're gonna. It's it's gonna be a, a moment in time where you get you a Yankee fitted. You know, it's due. It's due. I prefer not to wear hats because like always had good hair and yeah, but same you know, really until that doesn't happen. Until that doesn't, yeah, <laughs> but you know, there's always turkey. But I'm not gonna let that stop me because this is the first summer that we actually get to like let loose in two years. And it's all bottled up, and like things are opening now. New York Dude, is yeah. really open. I mean, honestly, i I feel the I feel the pent up need to go out and do shit at all times now. Like i I cannot go another summer where I'm struggling to find shit to do. That was just awful. Yeah, that was last year. Like fun. meeting at the park was a thing because it had to be a thing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like we signed up for that. Like I'd much rather go to a day party or get some food somewhere. Or like hang out with my friends at a at some sort of live music venue. Um, that obviously was way better. But yeah, I mean, we made the best of it. We went open. to parks. We went to like McCarran and like all the, and and uh, the one in LIC, the Gantry. The, Gantry. All the, I like that park. All it's the ones park. that where the young people hang out and you know there's picnics. People are drinking. You're saving a lot of money. You're not going to. You're not buying like That's true. fifteen dollar drinks. No you're more. Just, no more buying expensive cocktails. Yeah. And tipping people exorbitantly when you're drunk, which is what I do. Sometimes yeah. I get fucked up. Like I get fucked up and start tipping a lot. Yeah. And which is great for the for the service and the yeah. nightlife workers. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it, it adds up when you go out, right? And last year, like. No more than thirty bucks, right? I'll buy a bunch of white claws, lug it into the park, yeah, we'll yeah. drink. That was a vibe. It was. It was great. I mean, I, I that was that was a very unique summer. But I'm ready for like the regular summer where there's live music and you know there's uh, you know people socializing and yeah. not being afraid of each other. The masks just deter people from talking to strangers, which is, I mean, I'm a single dude. I got to talk to strangers, right? Yeah, that's just that's just what I got to do, and. The masks, for me, it was like a no-go, no-fly zone. Like, if I see somebody wearing a mask that I don't know, I'm not going to come up to you and talk to you. It's just weird. Yeah. Let me ask you something. You used to be a server, uh, or a bartender, rather. Both, actually, yeah. Yeah, so when you were a bartender, let's say I I, I came to your bar and I bought a beer or a cocktail. What's the right tip? They say 20%. 20% 20 for any any beverage. Um, So a cocktail, you got to make, so I get that. But if it's a beer... What's what's the right? Uh, I'd say a buck. A buck. So I went to, um, I was chilling with with um, a couple of my friends last week, including uh, Justin. You know Justin. We went to a spot called Dolly's, and okay. um, our friend Miles got a couple drinks. Okay. And he tipped the bartender a buck per drink, but there were like these cocktails, right? They weren't fancy though. It was like a, it's a dive bar, you know. It's a dive bar. You know the vibes with a dive bar. Yeah. He gave the bartender a buck per drink, and the bartender was like, is that it? (laughs) Like, said something like that to him, and um, gave him shit service the rest of the night. (laughs) Okay, how much much did the drinks cost? I think the drinks were like 10 bucks. 10 bucks? A cocktail. It was like a a margarita, uh, mezcal-based tequila type of drink, right? Yeah. Did the bartender have to, like, shake it? So, like, not for that first one. But then I realized after when I got a little fucked up, I went to him and I tipped him well. He he gave me, like, a fancier glass and, like, you know, better service, obviously. Yeah. But it was, like, the place was packed out. It was a dive bar. He gave him a buck per drink because it was just, like, a quick little mixing shit up and then putting it in a cup. But it wasn't a fancy bar. That's why there wasn't a good tip. Yeah. That's how I've always done it. If I go to a dive bar, I can't, like... Tippy too much. It's not like, right? It's not the place for that. Right, right. The whole etiquette thing about tipping. 
I feel like it makes servers and bartenders very like bitter towards the customer. Aggie. Yeah, that's how you get some aggressive, passive aggressive behavior, and I can understand why. Yeah, and like where I worked, a lot of like most of the places I worked were in the uh, the meatpacking district, and there's a lot of tourists. It's an upscale neighborhood for for clubs, and all the nice clubs are over there. You know, yeah, but a lot of a lot of tourists, right? And like they don't really tip in Europe. They don't, you know, well, I mean, they do maybe, but like, it's not, not as a big, thing. it's not, not a, a thing. thing. And yeah. like, you know, like people from outside of the United States don't understand that, you know, tips are what service workers work, uh, what they, they rely on. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. And it's, it is a weird system. It's hard to like, I can imagine why it would be hard to wrap your head around it. It's just like, oh, you make five bucks an hour, which is just enough for your taxes, mm-hmm. I guess. And mm-hmm. then, you know, everything's based on tip and like. It's a draconian system in America. It really is, and I'm a good tipper. I, I, I'm yeah. proud of myself for that. I'm notoriously mm-hmm. a good tipper, but that incident last week, I cracked up when it happened. I was like, "What the fuck?" This kid, like first drink you get in, packed dive bar. It's packed out, dude. Yeah, it was like that's also another thing to say. The place was packed out. I hadn't, I haven't seen that since 2019. Like, oh, really? Do, like door, door to bathroom packed out. Yeah, bar where, service was great. Where but it takes it was, you like 20 minutes, like to hail. Yeah, the like you got to wade like, through the crowd. Like I. I didn't miss it that much, but I missed seeing it. And um, that's why also, like, the service can only be so good when it's that busy. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to see. Shit's back, man. We're, we're, we're back in full yeah. full, uh, full New York City turn-up mode. I also am a good tipper only because I worked in the industry. But yeah. I do think it's, a, you know, it's a bullshit system completely. And pay, pay folks better. Yeah. Right. And, you know, bartenders and servers become entitled to it and it's just like you know a tip no longer means like oh you gave me exceptional service no, it's here just we like, go. It's yeah just it's like, a baseline now it's a baseline right. it's, so it's like, a baseline it's uh it's very weird and it's just companies finding a bullshit way not to pay their uh, proper wages yeah it is some shit and honestly it's never going to change in america <laughs> did you know um shit i was watching the tim dillon podcast and he was talking about how um at Hardee's, they pay the fast food chain Hardee's. Fast food chain Hardee's. Yeah, yeah. They pay cashiers five bucks plus tip. Like I don't, I don't ever go to a fast food place and think them. about tipping. I don't tip. I don't tip anywhere where I'm physically picking the thing up and leaving with it. Yeah, I'm dining in, of course. Yeah, for right? sure. But I, yeah, I don't. First of all, Hardee's is like. The only time I've ever been there was when I went to visit my cousins in Canada. Like, that's yeah. a thing in Canada. It's not a thing in New York. It's not a thing in New York. Uh, yeah. When I was in Virginia, I would eat a lot of Hardee's. All right. Love their fries. But, yeah, I would not tip. I, I, it doesn't even occur to me. No, not at all. It's it's just like, it's fast food. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you're going in there. You're, you're standing on a line. You're going to get a tray with your food when you're done. Like, there's no tipping required there. But I, I feel bad saying all this because, like, they're they're not paying these folks very well. And occasionally I do, I do drop a little tip or change in the, in the little, you know, the thing on the counter. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. It's only when they give you like if coins back. If they're, yeah, if they give me coins back, of course I'm going to do it. Or if it's like I don't care a, a dollar, I'll probably do it like that, that last dollar I'll give it to yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a cold world in the service industry. Festivals are coming back, by the way. That's right. I, you know, I saw, I've been seeing all these headliners like these sick headliners in Brooklyn. Um, and it's important to distinguish that it's only really happening in Brooklyn from what I'm seeing. Like I saw July lineup 
uh, like tech support, the Mirage, and that whole scene. Mm-hmm. I saw the Martinez brothers on on night one on like July first. July second is like um, Sven Voth and Loco Dice. Then the third is Damien Lazarus. The fourth is like Black Coffee at the Mirage. Like this is insane. Those are four days, four headliners, and then later on in the month, it's just it's just nonstop. This is great. Yeah, we're going to Westlight. That's right. We're going to see Damien Lazarus um, at the Westlight in Brooklyn. A really nice rooftop. I work there too. Yo, it's <laughs> it's it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I can't wait. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I mean, that's gonna be my first July third, first uh, concert or whatever you want to call in it, America. Like a party in America. In America, yeah, yeah. We went, we went to Tulum and shit. That was lit. Yeah. So, but, I mean, that's just the beginning of July. I saw the rest of the, the days. Like, there's a headliner every single day somewhere. Like, Dead Mouse is coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did a thing last like two years ago. I was at, there at the Mirage. You were there. Yeah, did, it was did in, you like it. It was in indoors. It was during the winter. Avant Gardner. Oh, uh, weird um, timing. For I that went type there of completely shit. sober. I didn't bold um, bold move, you know. I no alcohol, no weed, nothing, no drugs, nothing, no shenanigans, nothing. And I went to Dead Mouse because I always wanted to see Dead Mouse. And around like 2012, uh, I listened to like Ghosts and stuff, and then ran through his albums. He's a legend, though. He is like he's one of the reasons why I even got into like the electronic music genre. Yeah, Um, him and um, I don't know all the people that were popular back then, like Afrojack and and. guys like that and i went there completely sober i was just like wow this fucking sucks dude <laughs> oh shit the sound system oh, in avant gardner no. is not good it's nah, not good it's echoey it must have, you were in the great hall right that's the name of that indoor spot yeah i've i've been to some shows plenty of shows as have you before other shows there they do some things well and clearly some things not so well yeah and i think that show was ass according to what you're saying but I, I've been there for like the the New Year's, you know, the, um, what's it called? Um, the big the big show, you know, there's like a techno promoter. Oh yes, um, what was it called? Uh, City it. Fox. City Fox. I was about to say Dog or Wolf. It, City Fox. City Fox is legit. Yeah, we were both. They put on some shows over there. You know, I also bought those tickets, and I don't think we went at any of the same. You went the place. day before. It was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. You, who was headlining when you went? Um, I went for a Friday. Ah, that's right. I, I went on Saturday, and it was Jamie Jones and Dixon, who I fuck with. Like, those yeah. are my guys. So I, that's why I went Saturday. I had to go on Saturday. Yeah, so we, we I don't think or we went Sunday, at the same time. Rather. It was a three-day party. Sunday. Or a two-day party, and we went, like, the opposite time. You went because, Saturday. I went Sunday. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, that, that, again, shout out to City Fox. I don't know if they're still doing business. Probably not, right? Like, they got to bring it back. I don't know. But... That scene is just like they bring headliners and they and they bring great great DJs. Interesting observation is that I'm seeing tons of like house and techno shows. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing any hip hop, and I I like going to hip hop shows too. I'm a big hip hop guy. I grew up on that shit. Yeah, but there's no live music in this scene right now, and Ele- I don't know why. Something's up. Electronic definitely took over. I mean, I did see. Is it easier? You think to throw an, an EDM show? I th- I think more people are about that and. I think like the drug culture is definitely taken over. I mean, Action Bronson is playing in August, and but it's all the way down in Coney Island where it's like way out the there. Amphi- amphitheater, a- yeah. I like that venue. I, I don't. I don't know if I've been there. It's not. It's nice because you're just like by the beach in the water, and like it feels like you're not in Brooklyn, right? You know, it's the same idea with the Mirage. When you get in the Mirage, it feels like you're in Miami or something. You know? Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like a different planet. Yeah, and and that's the that's the good thing about the amphitheater. So Action Bronson also like shout out to Action Bronson, but. He's not what I'm. I'm talking about here. I'm talking about like a headliner, like a 
like a bigger name artist. Like if I'm seeing all these really, really nice DJs, I'm surprised I'm not seeing any other mainstream musicians doing shows. Like, like, what, like what's how holding they look the back? Kanye? Isn't that where all they get their money from? Not even Kanye. Kanye's next level, God status, right? I'm talking about just like every other Freddie Gibbs. Very popular. Yeah, for sure. I fuck with Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, where's his shows at? He's not doing anything. Guys like Sway Lee, very popular, not doing any shows. You know, um, there's a lot of local New York City artists I think about. Why aren't they doing shows? Yeah, last time I saw Freddie Gibbs was in two, um, MoMA PS1 2019. Oh, yo, they used to. That was the same night the Martinez brothers did a show, right? What, yeah. a, what a combo! Yeah, you were there. Um, I didn't go with you guys. I actually went home. Oh, I didn't go. I didn't go. I I missed that one. I think I had something. It was. Uh, I remember that. And my cousin's bachelor party weekend, so I couldn't go. But. Shout out to MoMA PS1. They they had Cardi B uh, earlier that summer, too, which is like, that's also who I'm talking about. Like, a huge mainstream artist like Cardi B. Like, why isn't she doing shows? Right, right. So maybe we'll see it all pop up in August, but I'm excited. Like, the Westlight show, the Mirage. I just got an email two days ago from Coachella because I bought tickets. Mm. Like, I bought tickets just because, like, it was on my bucket list. I had never done it. I bought it two years ago. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go to Coachella and see what the vibe is about. I bought, like... Three or f- I bought four tickets. I was like, fucking. Bought them. four. I bought four, not even to sell them. I was just like, I'm going to sell them to my friends or bring a date. You right. know, uh, like a, my girlfriend at the time or whatever, right? And then it got canceled. And I was like, ah, I don't even want to get a refund. Like, I paid the, the tickets off and I, I still want to go to this. They sent me an email like two days ago telling me the 2022 show is on. I'm like, fucking, I'm going to go. Yeah, okay. So it's back. We're back. You're going to Anjuna Deep. Well, Anjuna Deep was supposed to be this year. Well, yeah. actually, I bought my tickets for 2020. Now it's right, right. Uh, 2021, but they moved it to 2022. So I bought my tickets uh, two and a half years in advance. But shit, right? What but the fuck? I'm still gonna go. I missed. I missed the 2019 one, so I'm, I, I got to check that out. Yeah. And um, you know, I I'm 32 now. I can do these day shows at the Brooklyn Mirage. Go home after that. It feels great. But I used to be all about like. Um, pulling, going there and pulling, right? <laughs> no, well, pretty much like festivals where you camp out for three days. Oh, you do like yeah. Electric Forest, Camp Bisco. You did I both did, of those. I did both of those savage, several yeah. times, and I. <laughs> oh, fuck. and I used to love it. I used to love going there, and then you know, propping up a tent, and then being around a bunch of like random people I don't know. A lot of them called wooks, and if you don't know what a wook is, a wook is like sort sort of a derogatory. Uh, way of looking at hippies. It's not like a hippie where like they have like a philosophy in life and like it's like a, a drug, a druggy, yeah, party animal, dirtyish kind of. It's like the lowest raver. It's like the lowest low of like <laughs> raving. It's the bottom of the totem pole for the raving culture. <laughs> exactly. It's not like people that are about like spiritual stuff and like just Blur. feeling good. It's just about people that just go there, uh, pick up drugs from the ground, and like you know. They, you know, they that's, do that's those and foul. Oh, uh, try to like borrow shit, steal shit, don't have anything going on outside of like the festival culture. Um, you know, they bring a bad name. Yeah, to, they, make, like, they make it all look bad. the culture. I hate me a plur, a plur motherfucker. You know what I mean? The people who wear like the candies on their wrist and shit. Like, <laughs> I've always thought that was successful. Like overdoing the whole bro shit. I mean, honestly, like I've seen uh, this whole subculture of 
raving and like you know drugs and all that stuff like yeah. it started off like you know everyone digs the music and everyone's like super positive and nice to each other and then it, it started evolving and like the douchebags started coming in and like people just made it all about the drugs you see kids in the back just like the young and especially be wild enough yeah. they the look like they're gonna enough. die and i'm just like yo how many how much molly did you do man Dude, like I don't even go to. I refuse to go to Izu now because the, the entry. I think Mad Decent Block Party, same situation. The the entry age is like fucking seventeen. Like, miss me with that shit. No, can't I'm, do that. I don't even want to be around that. Yeah, because no. those kids a are coming in there with bad intentions. Period. They're coming in there to get fucked up on some drugs and then like probably go find somebody to fuck. And that's just dangerous. Like I'm. I don't. I don't need to be around that when I'm under rapey. the influence. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to be around that when I'm under the influence. So I don't go. I don't go to Mad Decent Block Party. I don't go to Izu. I, I like going to some more sophisticated shows where there's older people. Obviously, yeah. older people in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I used to like about like um, Camp Bisco and Electric Forest back in the day. Like back in like 2014. It's just like you see older people yeah. that are like seasoned, uh, seasoned festival vets. goers. Yeah, and like <laughs> belt holders. They're like you know they have hippies they're hippies with like standards and like real positive vibes and chances like, are they're like fully functioning adults with with good corporate jobs and lives outside of that night yeah doesn't you even know? have to be corporate like some of them own oh, like yeah that's what i mean i didn't mean hat corporate. i just mean like they have a lifestyle that doesn't revolve around an excessive consumption of drugs mm-hmm. and wiling out on any given night like yeah they, you can tell who's you can tell who's a seasoned vet because they come in there and they're a little bit way more calm. There's an energy around it. You can just yeah. tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you can feel the vibes, especially like when you're like on acid. Like you can you can feel <laughs> vibes from people. Like you know, you make the eye contact, and then based on how they, re- a lot of people just smile at you, and you know, like I used to love that, and now like yeah, there's yeah, a charm. I, Some people have a charm associated yeah. with them at those shows, and it's yeah, like, it's just the good energy, the smiling, and the dancing. You want to be around those kind of people, absolutely. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't think I can do that anymore. I would just go to a festival and just camp out there, not shower for two, three days. Nah, miss me with that. Not shit. take that's a grease. dump for two, three days. Oh, I've, that's grease. Damn. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh my god. People pride themselves on that. Like, yo, I haven't taken a dump in three days. Oh, <laughs> that's. Fucked up, man. <laughs> yeah, that's see, that's a that's a wook. That is a wook. I mean, dude, when we went to Camp Bisco back in, I want to say 2014, 13. It I sounds about right. I remember you and and uh, a few of our other friends went. Few, yeah, a few of our housemates, right? I convinced them to go. This was before they were even into that like electric dance. Music I wasn't scene. into it yet. I wasn't. Into, I was still like a pure hip hop guy that year. I was just like, man, I'm not into that shit. That's not my. That's not my scene. I remember I went to um, uh, Schoolboy Q, ASAP Rocky with you. Yeah, that's right. That was a great city. show. That was a great. That show. That was a great show. That was before any of those guys were big time. Mm-hmm. I remember that ASAP Rocky and Schoolboy Q were headlining, and. Who else? There was somebody else. Some place in Manhattan. I don't remember. Yeah, it was like um, Hammerstein Ballroom or one of those. Like, it wasn't Ferg massive. was there. Ferg was there. The whole ASAP mob was there. Yeah. That was like when his first album came out. Yeah, the one. Live um, Love. Live, Live Love, Love ASAP. That yeah, one. That, I mean, great album, right? Same year Kendrick's album, uh, second album came you out, You guys right? saw Kendrick Lamar that year too, and I didn't go to that show because it was like with another person. There was an EDM headliner, and I was like, I'm not into that shit. Yeah. Who was it? You guys were obsessed with this guy for a while. Bass Nectar? Or... uh. Was it Bass Nectar? I don't know if it was Bass It was somebody Nectar. else that you guys went to a show where it was K-Dot and, and yeah. this, this DJ. But I remember I missed out on a lot of good shows then because I was just like so 
anti EDM. I was just yeah. like, I'm a hip hop guy. Fuck this. Yeah, like, yeah. We we did see Bass Nectar a lot um, that year. We saw Bass Nectar, but like, say, okay, same festival. Like, um, you know, we went there. We parked our car. We had our tent. We were by the woods, and then, you know, people started going into the woods and taking a dump. Oh yeah. Well, that makes sense. I'm not going to say that's disgusting. That's how they did it in the old days. That's how. Hey. <laughs> Take but, shit in the forest. But Why not? Day one, it started, all right, it's going to be like 30 feet away from the car. But then, like, every poop gets closer and closer. Oh, yeah, and then you got to move. You got to move. And then, like, at the end of the day, it just smelled so fucking bad, dude. Flies everywhere. And it's just like, dude, I can't do that anymore, man. Oh, I can't man. Do that, that just sounds fucked up. But I'm yeah. not shocked. It's just like a seasoned vet would have known to be far away from that spot. And yeah. you guys were new to this, and you were just like, "Oh God, this." Yes, yeah. it was only my, it was only my second festival, but I was just like, "Yeah, this is good, go, good spot, you know." Let's oh, uh, let's man. park up here. Yeah, that's that's grease. I ain't gonna lie. I, yeah. I don't even want to. I never want to deal with that type of situation. Again. Yeah, I can't do that. I'm I gotta all, go back. Camping's cool. Camping's cool, but there's levels to it, and I think younger people are just out of, out of line. They think it's lit, but it's kind of actually just stupid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, man, you gotta have a balance in life. You can't just be all about the, uh, you know, let me get like fucked up beyond belief and you know revolve your life around that you got to have goals you got to have ambition like every time i've been not even to give the talk right but every time i've been to a festival or a show and i see a paramedic or like some medical attention it's always a really young ass kid that's yeah. that's getting attention granted i've when i was in when i was like 18 19 20 21 even i was bugging out man i i had a tendency of just doing the most all the time I'm not going to shake that from anybody else nowadays. Like, yeah, that's a thing. But I never got too far into the, like, let me overdo the drugs thing. Like, that was just silly. Alcohol, I've been there plenty of times. Mm-hmm. I think everybody's been there plenty of times. Were you just drink too much? Yeah, you're just having too much fun and yeah. getting fucked up. Yeah, the whole doing too much, yeah, doing too many drugs, that could be lethal. That'll, uh, <laughs> a big thing back in Stony Brook was the people taking Xanax and drinking. Wow, and that, yeah, that so sounds lethal. like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah. Like, I was, I was Zan, Zan, I never really. That wasn't my thing. Zannies. Yeah. Um, a lot of people I knew were really into that, and you know, they just didn't yeah. give a shit. Like, and that's the thing. You're so carefree as a young person. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a part of the the growth process. With that being said, the shows are back. The culture is mm-hmm. back. I'm I'm gonna be I'm out excited. and about. I'm gonna be out and about like a motherfucker the next yeah. two, two three months. I'm gonna be doing all the things. I got a vacation plan in ju- late July. Oh yeah, where are you going? Going to uh, Puerto Rico. Nice. Trying to get away for a bit. I'm going. I'm going hiking next week. A little, a little. You know, I got to get away from New York for a bit. I'm gonna go upstate, go on a hike, clear my mind. Yeah. Um. That's do true. a lot of that, man. Move yeah. Around. I got. I just gotta get around and do shit. Yeah. I haven't been. I haven't been so active, but. The bars are popping off again, so I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, Let me yeah. ask you: um, Are you how's your how's your your dating life thing going? Are, um, are you? Let's you see. just got back from Turkey, so I imagine it's going to take an adjustment period. But yeah. are you are you planning on? Haven't been dating. Being serious or just enjoying your summer? Um, I really have not been dating. Um, I mean, there was this one girl I was talking to, but um, I just got back on dating apps. And what happened to that girl? Let's hear it. Um, she just wasn't for me. Okay. I Respectful. don't think I was. Uh, I don't think I was that attracted to her. I mean, she was just that's very fair. cool. That's fair. That's a very respectable. Answer. And I was trying to see if I can look past like the physical attraction because, like, shallow. I heard she was a really cool person, and you know, 
we talked for like a month and a half and I'm just like, yeah, I don't think this, I can do this. Like my heart's not here. And Respectable. I was, I just told her straight up last night and I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't think it's fair to you. Um, and I, I, you know, this isn't for me. It's, it's a good move. You know, leading people on is shitty. I yeah. don't do that anymore. Leading people Maybe on. Maybe when I was younger, that was a thing, but I don't do that anymore. It's just like, it's, it's too much extra effort yeah. at this point. And ghosting. I mean, people do that, but that's, that's such a cowardly thing. I mean, I've done it before and ah, that's because I was being a bitch. You're a coward. <laughs> I was, I, I mean, You're a shit. coward, Mo. You ghosting, you ghosting chicks. Like this was back like two, three years ago when I was on dating apps uh-huh. and you know, I just wasn't feeling a chick and instead of being straight up and you know, a man about it, I decided to be a pussy about it and I just stopped responding and it's been done to me. Yeah, I it's mean, been, I mean, hey, it's, I, I've I gotta admit, I've never really dealt with the ghosting thing like that. Um, I think I, maybe I'm just lucky that it's always been civil. Yeah, you know, when it's like we don't want to see each other anymore, you're civil about it, and then you don't talk a lot, and that's that's better than just flat out ignoring somebody and moving on. I have a there's two types of people on dating apps. Right there's the type of person that actually engages with the people and then goes on a date with them, which is how you're supposed to use it. And then there's like the card collector, you know, who just goes in there, collects all the likes or the or the combos, and doesn't follow through on them. It's, you got to choose to be one or the other. A lot of people are like that. Man. It's a, a confidence of, game. A lot of people are just collecting matches because it just helps their ego out a little it's, bit. It's a confidence thing. That's right. So I I know I spoke to somebody about this and she was like how it validates her. By and having all these likes, and yeah. I was like, "Do you? How many of them do you date?" And she's like, "Usually not many of them." And I'm like, "That's fine. Be selective." But she doesn't actually like clear her likes. She keeps them on there because she wants to see a number, a large number. Of yeah, like, oh, these are all the dudes that are drooling over me, right? Like, <laughs> it's a, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I think those apps are designed to be gamified in that way. Absolutely, absolutely mm-hmm. decide to be ga- like. I have um, I have a friend now that's on it, and you know, it, he's just constantly on it. All day sucked and into the trap. He, dude, newly it, single, newly single. Is that what it is? Newly single. You know who uh, you know who you are. I'm talking to you. Um, <laughs> talking to you. <laughs> you know exactly who you are. Yeah. No, um, I I think I'm aware of of um, the the concept of spending people who spend too much time on those apps have less success. That's my theory. The less time you spend on it, the better you do on it. You think. Um, is an inverse relationship to the time spent and the success rate on those apps. You think apps like Hinge are looking at, you know, all the events like you logging in, uh, you swiping, you swiping, oh, like yeah, how yeah, many 100%. you swipe on, you, you, if you want, rating. If you want it, first of all, every modern tech company has some sort of events pipeline. They know everything. And it's not like sinister. It's not like they're using it and selling your data. It's more like they need to know when they're building features out, who's reacting to what things and what's working and what's not. Yeah. The dating apps, one way to tell if they're using some sort of like complex sorting algorithm of some kind, which they do, is by going through their list of employees and seeing if there's somebody who's working on like data science, machine learning. Mm-hmm. Like that, those are the type of roles that you know they're being designed to implement some kind of like a magic sort, right? So, yeah. of course, those apps all use them. I, I just know for a fact that the less time you use on it, the better you do. Yeah. Also, like, you know, you're a product on there, right? Like, yeah. based on your rating, if you have a rating, like, if you're, a, like, a really hot person, your rating of, like, 9, let's say, if it's a scale of 1 to 10, and uh, you're a product, they're going to use you, they're going to um, market you, so girls or guys 
spend money on roses to give you. That's right. We're talking about Hinge specifically. Yeah. Yeah. So I noticed the thing about Hinge is that they implemented that standouts rose thing. Mm-hmm. And they, the hottest girls are, will be sent to me through there. Mm-hmm. Like that's obviously intentional. They, right. They're looking at, at, so I, I mean, I'm, I'm using dating apps to look for girls. So they're sending me girls that are probably getting a shit load of likes. Yeah. And they sort them into a separate little bucket. It's a good strategy. I thought it was a good move for the company. It's I a, thought about yeah. it. And I was like, this is brilliant. Whoever, whoever, whichever product manager thought of that one, good, good move. <laughs> it is a good move. Good move. <laughs> it is a good move for the company. I mean, people are spending so much on these apps. Like, it's I, a multi-billion. I've like, never, I forgot the number. Have you, have you, do you know anybody who pays for a plus membership on, you know, like a gold, whatever you want to call it, Tinder, What's Tinder's premium thing? Gold? Um, I think so. Gold plus platinum. I don't know anybody who pays for it, but I bet if you did, your success rate would go up again. Because you're just getting better better, quote-unquote talent pool. Well, like the Hinge premium. um, Yeah, I do know someone. um, You know, he's me. Um, I did pay for the three months. Did it? it, How'd you like it? I mean, I just got on it like... A week ago, and so I'm getting a lot of affordable. success. Yeah, it's affordable, dude. That's yeah, fine. I mean, like, dude, I don't want to look at like, you know, if, if like <laughs> three girls like me, and I can only see the most recent one. Yeah, like, it's I, it's pretty rough. That's so I don't I don't have an upgraded version of it. So I I just look at it as the top person on my list. I also admittedly do a bit of collecting. I haven't I haven't really. I mean, like, I was kind of seeing somebody for a couple of months now, maybe, and shit's getting. It's not working out. Like, I can feel it, and I'm sure she can feel it, too. Yeah. But we're still friends, and we're cool. Um, I went to her birthday last week. Like, wait, it's obvious that we're, we're friends, but I don't think it's going to evolve into anything more serious. Yeah. Um, and I think it all happened after post-Tulum, ironically, right? Like, post-Tulum, shit went downhill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she went a little, like, crazy on me, and I got discouraged by the, the psycho is it because Is it because she I, possibly thinks you did something in Tulum? Yeah, I told you the story. We can even talk about it again now. She, so, Should we cut this out? Nah, fuck that. <laughs> this is there's nothing scandalous about this. No, no, no. I we went to Tulum, um, and when I got back, I was gonna go have dinner with her at, when I got back at the end mm-hmm. of the week. So I went to get a haircut, just to clean my, you know, get all crispy and shit. I, I went to the barber. The barber nicked me in the back of my neck, and it was like re- it wasn't like bloody, but it was like red. You know, like you ever had a haircut and your 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 skin was a little red? Yeah. So I just got the haircut. It was fresh, uh-huh. and then my you know I showered and it was a little red. And then when I went to see her, we hung out, we had dinner, and then at the end of the night, whatever, like, we're getting frisky, she's like, oh, what the fuck, you have a hickey. And I'm like, it's not a hickey, I went to the barber, chill out, you know, it's just, bad. saying chill out's always a bad move, right? But I, I was trying to tell her, relax, I didn't do anything, this is not a hickey, why would I have a hickey that lasts like four days, right? Right. On what planet <laughs> is somebody letting that, a four day, four day hickey on the yeah. back of their neck? Yeah. She didn't believe me. And I, I, that was a red flag to me that she didn't believe me. That she didn't trust you. I she mean, didn't, she didn't believe me at all. And I was just like, all right, fuck this. I'm over it. And yeah. now we're just like not seeing each other as often, but we're friends. You and can't, that, that's, you can't, that's fine. You can't build a relationship on top of that if nah, there's like no trust like that, that. And, you know, like you said what it is. And dude, a razor burn feel, it looks nothing like a fucking she was hickey. like you really expect me to believe that and i was like yeah i kind of do actually really expect you to believe that but she didn't believe she wasn't buying it and i i, I mean you were with me i i didn't i didn't get a hickey i can i can vouch for you and it you was, know i mean it is what it is i i i was so discouraged by that psycho shit that i was just like time to move on yeah. so now i'm like i'm not really using hinge a lot right now but i'm gonna start again yeah i, I probably gotta Isn't get she a poet there. 
Go write your fucking poems, bitch. Like, oh, no. like, oh, you went you, savage mode on you, her. Like, dude, uh, he, he's not lying. Come on. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, guys do this lie. This isn't but scripted. Like, this isn't scripted at all. Yeah, no, but. I'll say. I mean, she doesn't know me. Fuck you. Like, I she, like that's bro support. Yeah, like you didn't. You know, you didn't do anything. I was there. You know, it's getting. It's getting. Yeah, I, I think I'm ready to just like end this in a civil, respectable way. Yeah, move on, but. Uh, we're gonna see what happens. I'm not. I'm not even like. Yeah. I'm not even tripping. There's too much. There's too much shit to do this summer for me to trip over this. Yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna meet some people over the summer too. Dude. I'm sure everybody will. Right. That's the beauty a of lot, it. A lot of people get hung up on like one person. Don't do that. Nah, Just don't do that. I mean, unless it's the right one and you know. I mean, a lot of my friends are married and like, I, I all their spouses. I love them. Uh, same. Same. I, that's a good thing. But you know, don't get too hung up on like. A relationship that doesn't work out like it's not I think a big some deal people want to f- like force things just because of the comfort level of not having to go out and date i think it's fun dating, dude. i like i like it i like yeah. going out um going on dates whining and dining that shit's fun to me man mm-hmm. i like yeah, having a good people. meal but yeah a lot of a lot of people um have been uh in their comfort zone especially like I got, even me like it's just like going on a date is like kind of like like, it gives me anxiety now because I haven't, like, really gone on dates bu- so long. You get those butterflies on your first one. You yeah. know what it is? It's like riding a bike. You got to – you haven't rode a bike in a long time? Yes. That first bike ride, you're going to be a little wobbly and out of the way, and then it's, like, smooth sailing. Mm-hmm. You just got – yeah, it's like riding a bike. Exactly. I just got to need to get myself out there. On, on the note here, there's, like, this understanding on these dating apps that if you can get somebody to take really good photos of you, you'll see another really good success rate. Take better photos of yourself, you fucking bums. Like yes. how, you know how many profiles like I scroll through and I'm just like, you you put zero effort into this and you're really expecting to get something out of this. Like these photos look like, they're like bathroom selfies. Yeah. Tell ask a friend to take a fucking photo of you outside doing something and put that on and you'll see some success. There's a relationship here about like friends who take friends who don't take good photos of you are going to be shitty wingmen or women. Right. We live in the digital age, right? Yes. So, you know, a lot of the game is online and it's not like it used to be where you walk into a bar and like, oh, there's two women. Let me let me help my guy out. Let me take <laughs> this one away. It's yeah. just like, no, like now um, what was like 32% of pe- of couples meet online. Probably more. Probably more. Honestly, I, I think that's a fugazi number. 32. No way. It's got to be more. You got to hold your hold your guy down. And a lot of guys, they are. I mean, girls are like this too. I don't want to like ma- you know make it like sex specific, but guys, I I know. Nah, I know what you mean though. There's a trend here. Like women are way better at taking photos of their friends who are other women. Most of my my male friends who are are straight men are fucking terrible at taking pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's pro- and it, actually they're terrible wingmen too. Now that I think about it, yeah, they one to one relationship between that. Yeah, I mean, hey man, you want your guy friend to like meet someone take a fucking photo of them and like learn how to take photos learn how to make them nice learn about lighting you know especially if you're gonna use a dating app that's all i'm saying if you're gonna use instagram as a dating tool also same idea instagram is a great dating tool if you know how to use it it's probably better than a dating app but that means you have to put in the effort to take photos and like pose well and wear nice things like clothes and accessories it's not so like simple but Effort's important. Effort matters. Yeah, like, like you gotta put in some work if you want some results. Anything like let's say your dating uh, your dating life is shitty. Yeah, start putting some effort into it. Like you want to meet a girl. Are you doing anything different to try to meet a girl? 
Yeah. Go out, take some photos. Go, you know, go get out of your shell. Approach some people. Go out with your friends and like try to do new things where there's going to be a social right. environment. Like, you know, if you want to meet someone, you got to put in the effort. You can't. You're not going to just sit at home and watch anime and just meet somebody. <laughs> yeah, like I have two two buckets of friends. I have the first bucket, which are very outgoing, always down to do shit, always down to go out. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who happen to be more successful with their dating lives. And then I have another group of friends who don't really go out a lot yeah. um, and, and they don't really do enough for themselves in terms of grooming themselves or taking care of their, their image. And that's why they're not doing so well. I stick to my theory here. The more you use those dating apps, the less successful you'll be because chances are if, you're, if your profile is right, you don't need to put in that much work because mm-hmm. the profile is doing the work for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just have some, have some nice prompts. Uh, have and a nice teach your friends. Teach your friends how to take photos. That's like straight yeah. up. That's that's a theory that Mo and I just came up with. If they're bad at taking pictures, they're shitty wingmen yeah. or women, right? And yeah. buy a camera. Just, just learn how to take some fo- better photos. Learn about lighting. Learn about posing. Just learn go about do it. Posing. I feel like the youth, the Gen Z um, culture, it's just inherent that everybody yeah. knows how to do it. Millennials struggle with this shit, though. Yeah, because you're in the middle, right? And yeah, you're just millennials like- struggle with the idea of like. Actually, there's something about straight men that are like embarrassed about taking photos in public. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that before? Oh yeah, they just I, act I can awkward. be like that sometimes too. I'm I'm like a little embarrassed to take a a photo in public because I'm like oh, I don't want to look like a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but you got to do it. Is, you know, there, is that person judging me? This person walking by? <laughs> look at all these people. They're they're staring at me. Yeah, no, nah, I just I I always felt like that. Now nah, I don't give a fuck. It's yeah, like, whatever. I get comfortable, man. Get out of your comfort zone. Like yeah. it's about desensitizing yourself to anything that makes you uncomfortable, and like you keep pushing that boundary. Um, you know, that's where you'll find success one day. That's right. And so, so wrap it up. It's summertime in New York City. Yeah, there's shit to do. There's places to go. There's music to listen to. Yeah, and there's people to meet. Yeah. So get your shit together. Clean yep. up your look. Yep. And uh, we'll see you out there. Yeah, we'll see you out there. See you at the raves, baby. See you later.